In this episode, I talk with Zoe from the blog Crafted by the Hunts. Zoe is such a talented DIYer. She makes furniture. She makes wall coverings. She makes even chargers for the table out of wood. You know, those chargers that go under your plates at the holiday time or at a fancy dinner. She explains how she does that on today's episode. If you're looking for some last minute ideas on how to spruce up your home for the holidays, you're going to want to listen to this. Hello, and welcome to the Bull of Life podcast with your hosts, Joe and Sarah Hayes. We are so glad you are here with us today talking about food, faith, and family, and how each of those topics impact our everyday life. The purpose of this podcast is to provide you with the inspiration to live your life more abundantly. On this podcast, we will talk openly about what we consume, whether that means what goes on our plate and in our mouths, or what we see, hear, and listen to, and how that can change our mindset for the day. We truly believe life is a journey. And that is full of lessons for each and every one of us to apply if we can get quiet and listen. We are so glad we get to experience this life journey together with you. So hey, go grab a spoon. Or a fork. And let's go. Hello, and welcome back to the Bull of Life podcast. We are all spending a little more time at home these days. And for me, that has meant looking around my house. Well, really my kitchen, because that's where I spend most of my time. And wondering what all can be done with a little DIY arm work. And when I say arm work, I usually mean my husband. But (laughs) that is why I'm even more excited to introduce our guest today. Because Zoe from Crafted by the Hunts makes DIY seem so accessible to even me, who hasn't really ever picked up power tools. But I'm also not one to back down from something I want to make. So I wanted to make these wood chargers that she posted recently. And she has much more things to spruce up your holiday table, your holiday decorations, and your kitchen. But enough about what I want to DIY. Let's talk to our expert. Zoe, welcome to the podcast. Tell us about yourself and how you got started in DIY. And when I say DIY, I don't want listeners to think about craft projects with their kids. But DIY, Zoe's amazing. She's like making furniture that looks so doable for even myself. So Zoe, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I am so excited to be here. Um, Yeah, so I have been DIYing for years, but I would say the real turning point for me was when my now husband was moving into his first apartment after college. I wasn't moving in, but I took it as my opportunity to finally get to decorate my very own space again, even though I wasn't living there. (laughs) Um, But we started looking for furniture and I realized that everything was so expensive or it was just so cheaply made that it probably would only last like a year or two anyway so rather than budging on our style we decided to try to tackle our own tv console and we had absolutely no experience but we figured if other people could figure it out so could we so we went to home depot full of excitement and then spent two hours trying to figure out what type of wood to get and we had absolutely no idea what we were doing and everything seemed so incredibly confusing and overwhelming and looking back it's so funny because all of those things that made no sense to us 
at the time are just kind of like second nature to us now. Um, and that's pretty much why we decided to start Crafted by the Hunts. We wanted to make DIY really approachable and a lot less overwhelming because we know that if we can learn how to build furniture, pretty much anyone can. So yeah, that's what we're all about. We're here to give you the tools that you need to confidently DIY and create your home, your dream home on a budget. Oh my gosh. That is so cool that you went from like not knowing anything about it. And now you're like whipping together amazing furniture and teaching other people how to do it. And oh man, that's so, that's so cool. But I definitely understand that drive of Wow. Well, that's like really expensive. Could I make that my, myself? Could I do that myself? And how much, you know, just more pride that you have in that piece of furniture or table or whatever you're making when you can say, well, yeah, I did that. Yeah, no, definitely. That is one of my favorite parts of DIY is getting to, you know, have people come over and they ask where you built it and you're like, oh, I made it. And they'll look on their face. They're just like, no, you didn't. And you're like, no, I did. <laughs> it's just so fun. That's so cool. And plus, like you said, there are, you know, you can go the cheaper route when you go to buy furniture or bookshelves or anything like that. And I've been in that place and it falls, you know, not to name stores or anything, but <laughs> I think we can all think of some big box places yes. that are just using like really cheap plywood stuff and it just falls apart in a year. Or my favorite is when the bookcase, you know, everything just starts like falling off the back or whatever. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so annoying. So yes, you're right. Like this, you know, like if you are into, you know, like you want something to last more than just six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the type of wood you use matters, but I would be just as confused as you you were, not now, but, you know, if I went into, gosh, I don't even like going into Home Depot. I just immediately <laughs> am like, uh... <laughs> well, it's so overwhelming. Like when you, when you don't already have the clear picture of what exactly you're going in for, what you need, and you don't have the background of, you know, what each type of wood is used for the different types of screws, it makes no sense. They don't have any learning materials there. Um, so it's just, it, it can be really overwhelming when you don't have the right knowledge in place in the foundation. Yeah, that's what I love that you're providing for people that follow you is that you're providing these tutorials because, you know, someone, you got to start somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone, exactly. you know, like, and you're helping people go from, okay, that's cool. I wish, I wish I could do that to, okay, cool. Now I have done that. I know how to do it. And what a great feeling of accomplishment, especially since we all are at home right now and looking for projects to do. And, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's now is the time to do that, which is perfect because today we're specifically talking about kind of the kitchen and dining area and the charger plates caught my eye because they looked super simple <laughs> first off <laughs> and because even if we're just hosting maybe you know the upcoming holiday dinner for just our family or you know I think a lot of states right now it's just 10 people only <laughs> you know you still want it to look nice and you know now and we have a little more time maybe too if we're having less guest over to be able to spruce up our table with some some ideas like that so first off what like inspired you to put together like how to make charger plates as well? Because that's not something I would normally think to hand make. 
Yeah. So I was looking for wood chartered plates. I knew I wanted wood because I don't know. I just wanted it to be different. I love the texture of wood. I love the warmth that it brings to a table. So I decided on the wood and then I started Googling it and the cheapest ones I could find were like $25 a plate. And I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure I have some leftover plywood that I can try to make these myself. Um, I just can't justify spending, you know, more than $5 on anything when it comes to home decor, when I'm like, Oh, I can do that. So yeah, I decided instead of buying it, I would just try to figure out how to make it myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. And if no one knows what's a charger plate is, can you quick tell us what is a charger plate? <laughs> some, people, some people might not know. And probably up to until a few years ago, I didn't know what it was either. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think of it mostly as kind of like a round placemat. It's just what you put underneath your plate before you actually put the plate down on the table. Um, technically, it actually does have a purpose. It's supposed to help keep your food warm um, and your plate warmer for longer. And then it's also supposed to help, you know, keep your table and tablecloth clean from any crumbs that might fall. But honestly, I just really think of it as a pretty decorative placemat. Oh, wow. I never knew that about keeping your food warm. Well, I definitely need to um, make these or rope my husband into making these because I have a father-in-law who, <laughs> who eats really slow. So, <laughs> so having something to warm up, um, keep his food warm probably would be very helpful for him. <laughs> yes, maybe it'll help. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, we're all like doing the dishes and have them done and he'll still be finishing his food. We're like, okay, yes, we need to chew slower, but I don't know about that slow. <laughs> <laughs> so are they okay so wood ones I would almost think could you use them for something else after you're done using them at the holiday table or is that kind of you know not a good idea <laughs> yeah you could definitely use them as just kind of like a little mini tray or something to kind of display other things on um I'm always a huge fan of trays and decorating and home decor just because it gives you a confined space and a confined little area to have a little decoration and fun. Um, because otherwise I feel like when you don't have a tray or something holding it to its place, it's like, Oh, it just randomly stops or it just randomly appeared. But when it has its place, it feels a little bit more intentional. Ah, yes. That's so good. And I, I was just talking with, um, Deanna from Design This House, who I know you know as well, um, mm -hmm. about how things all need a proper place in the home. So there you go. If you're worried, well, I won't have room to store charger plates for special dinners because maybe I don't use them every day. Well, think of how else you could use them in your decorating, right? Like mm -hmm. to maybe, um, because charger plates now, do the ones um, that, you know, you have the tutorial on your blog, do they kind of dip down a little kind of like... I'm, I'm, only seen charger plates that are like plas plastic, maybe like a, I don't know what even material they might be made out of. Um, do they dip down a little? Like you could maybe put keys or something in them or. The ones that we made don't um, because we also wanted to be able to use them. I mean, as like a cheese board or any sort of other option as well, as long as you finish it with a food safe finish, you can actually use it, you know, to kind of display your holiday food as well. Oh, yeah. So it could be a cookie tray. It could be a, like you said, a, ch a cheese board or an appetizer um, holder as well. So perfect. Oh, I love that. And they can find all that tutorial on your, on the blog, how to do that. Yes. Yep. It's all on craftedbythehunts.com. 
Perfect. Well, that's so cool. I'm definitely going to take a peek at that for sure because I would like to spruce up my table this year. So what are some other easy holiday kind of sprucing up ideas that we could, you know, get done, you know, before Christmas that are going to maybe just add some easy DIY stuff to our home that make it feel more special? Yeah. So we have a lot of different ideas on the blog. We actually have a whole holiday section. So if you want some more inspiration from what I share here, um, you can go and check it out. But one of my favorite things to do is to make these little wood Christmas trees. So you can just, if you have any scrap wood laying around, if you've ever done DIY projects and have scrap wood, or you can go and buy a one or two dollar board from Home Depot and you just cut it up into little triangles. Um, and make them into Christmas trees and they're, they can go pretty much anywhere, which I love. Um, but if you aren't into woodworking, that's okay too. We have plenty of other like holiday crafts that are more of things that you can get from like Michael's or Hobby Lobby. Um, and it, if you're going that route, I would say make some tassels or some pom-pom garlands. They are just so fun. They're easy to make. Um, you can have your kids make them with you as well. They're I mean, really that simple and they're just so festive and fun and you can pretty much hang them anywhere. Oh yeah. I'm looking at those little trees and those are so cute and you could probably paint them as well, right? Yeah, definitely. And that would be super cute to give as like a homemade gift to somebody that, you know, grandparents I'm thinking of or parents mm -hmm. <laughs> never know what to buy stuff for. But, you know, you could have the, you know, kids or yourself decorate them or even, you know, maybe it's an activity you do at the, you know, holidays when everybody's kind of bored and opened all your gifts or something. You kind of give them as a gift and then you decorate them all together or something. That could be kind of a fun Fun yeah, that'd be a really fun idea. Yeah, and I love these little tassels. How do you how do you make those? Just with some string or yeah, you just get some simple string um and then you wrap it around your hand and that gives you kind of like the right spacing and the right size. And then you loop you take the loop off of your hand and um loop another string around it, cut off the little edges, and you pretty much have a tassel. The blog is much more detailed and has the actual step-by-step -step pictures. So right, yeah, <laughs> it's I'm probably kinda... easier to follow along there. <laughs> and they look so cute. You look like you have them hung with some stockings. Yeah. Yeah. We've hung them with our stockings. We've hung them on entryway tables and our TV console. We've pretty much had them anywhere in our house. Ah, so fun. And so when I look at this type of stuff, like not only you know, is it like, oh, more meaningful because you, you made it type of thing. But are you also kind of like saving money as well? Like I would imagine cute little tassels like this are going to cost a little bit more if you go to, you know, your home goods store versus you making them just buying string. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely saving a lot of money. Um, and then, you know, over time you start to accumulate more and more different materials and things from other projects and leftovers. And then not only did you save money on the original project, but now you have these leftovers that you can use to make two or three other different projects. So it really goes a long way. And it's how we kind of stretch our, our budget a little bit in our home. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you might even just have some string lying around or, mm -hmm. you know, the twine. Gosh, I know I have twine lying around from kids projects <laughs> that I've had to buy it for. We could easily make some of this stuff. And who doesn't have like a million extra Christmas lights around? Is that what the light balls are? Are they just the Christmas lights lit in there? Or how do you do those? Yeah, so we actually got um, some fairy lights from Target last year, and they're just a little battery-operated one. Um, they're okay for both indoor and outdoor, so you can have them either under your Christmas tree or you can hang them um, outside in your trees. And it's just a fun way to add a little bit of extra sparkle and everything through the holidays. Oh, yeah, because who doesn't love to see a house? Okay, so some people might disagree with me. They might think, oh, I need to have all the big blow-up things, but I've <laughs> always been a little more simpler. Like, let's just have a few white lights outside or, you know, and I love the the outdoor light balls that you have that you could definitely maybe hang from a pine tree or from a branch, and it just, just adds a little bit warmth to the home makes it feel festive without getting all cheesy. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I'm all for a classy, simple holiday decorations. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Love these. So what are some, before we dive into, um, I wanted to ask you about a kitchen project specifically that we are thinking about, but just what are some other popular DIY projects that you've done, maybe necessarily aren't holiday related, but that have been really popular that you've noticed with um, people who visit your, visit your site? Yeah, so we have all sorts of different things. Um, one that's specifically in the kitchen that I think is super helpful is to just hang up your measuring cups. And this is a DIY that absolutely anyone can do. All you need is command hooks and some labels. You hang um, the command hooks in rows and then you hang up all of your um, measuring cups. And that means they all have a specific place. You never have to go digging through the drawer again, which, oh my gosh, it's been a lifesaver for cooking and baking because I can't tell you how frustrated I get when I cannot find the right measuring cup. Mm, yes, I love this. I need to implement this immediately. So you line it up. So basically your hooks. So when it closes, then the cups would kind of go into that, that space that, you know, not hit like a shelf or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need to mark your shelves first to make sure that the cups are kind of going in between each of the shelves. But other than that, it's so easy. I will say though, there's one potential downside. Um, <laughs> when you First, implement it. Oh my gosh, you realize how much power you use to open up a cabinet door. And for the first few weeks, all of our measuring cups, every time we'd open that door, would just bang so hard up against the cabinet. And it would make such a loud sound. Um, we've gotten more gentle and more aware of how we open our cabinets now. But if that's something you're nervous about and you don't want to worry about the sound, you can line your cabinet with... Um, some cork on the inside before you hang it up so that that will like absorb the sound of the measuring cups hitting the door. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I wouldn't have that issue in my house because for some reason, everybody leaves the cabinets open. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there you go. <laughs> what is going on in the morning? I'll come out and I'm like, why are all the cabinets like open? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it just really saves you a lot of time and energy. <laughs> But uh, even more handy when you would reach for the measuring cup that you have now hung in there. So what are some other fun holiday kitchen or kitchen ideas that make life simpler? 
Yeah. So I'll do a few holiday ones. Um, I mean, this isn't really making it simpler, but it's just kind of a way to spruce it up for the holidays. You don't have to make it super complicated. Um, I feel like the kitchen is so overlooked when it comes to decorating for the holidays. And it can just be so simple as switching out dish towels to something red or festive or adding little mini trees on the countertop or even adding some garland or some wreaths over your vent hood. Um, Those just kind of get you into the holiday spirit without being too complicated. Oh, I love this because you know what? That is right. For a lot of people, they don't decorate in the kitchen, which is so weird because the kitchen is literally the hub. Like everyone right. ends up there. Well, and holidays revolve around food. I mean, it's baking Christmas cookies and, you know, pies and all sorts of different fun activities and you're all hanging out in the kitchen. So you should have some holiday cheer there too. Yeah, for sure. So just simple little things that you can do just to spruce it up, add some color, add some greens. Um, for heaven's sakes, they're all on sale right now at like Hobby Lobby. So go pick yes. some up, right? <laughs> yes, all of the garland is 50% off everywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. Although at Hobby Lobby, that seems to be every other week. And true. <laughs> Everything's always 50% off. <laughs> But it is true. But then once you have it, you have it and you can use it year after year. I mean, I did that years ago, I think when we had first moved into our house. So I don't know, that was like more than 10 years ago. But like we invested in some really great um, garland for the top of our cabinets. And I will say I love the garland for the top of our cabinets during Christmas time more than I love the stuff I have up there regularly <laughs> you know it's like snowy and it's pine cones and it's got you know it's got like the little fake snow on it and mm-hmm. it was red in it and we're like man we wish we could keep this up longer than just a month <laughs> I know yeah garland just makes it feel so like cozy and magical I just love it yeah cool so anything else um not holiday related, but I would say, um, if you are trying to cut your kitchen kind of organized and make it a little bit more practical, just give everything a specific spot. And I know you said that you just talked to Deanna about this, but it is so true. Everything needs to have a home and a specific spot. It shouldn't just be a drawer. It should be a specific spot within a drawer. Um, because when everything has a spot, You can either get expandable dividers and keep everything organized, or you can make your own custom dividers, but it just makes the whole cooking process just so much more enjoyable when you're not searching for everything all of the time. Oh, yeah. That was going to be my next question. So the custom dividers, you know, because I know a lot of cabinet um, companies do sell, you know, special things for their cabinets, but those can be kind of pricey. You know, they have special dividers and, you know, lazy Susan type things to pull out, Um, you know, but sometimes maybe even somebody who maybe has an older home and hasn't redone their kitchen that those don't really fit um, those dividers into it. So you could actually make your own. Yeah, you can just grab some, I would probably get some quarter inch plywood um, and cut it down to the height of your um, drawers and then measure out. I like to use tape and measure everything out. And that gives me my measurements of how long each individual piece needs to go. Um, And then you can glue them together. um, And yeah, then you have some custom dividers. 
Oh, that would be so practical, especially for my K-cup drawer, which is always a mess because I just throw stuff everywhere in there. <laughs> and then we're just like constantly having to flip over them to see what flavor of coffee it is. Yeah, so definitely make like, yourself a little storage thing. <laughs> yeah, if they were, you know, because I don't want anything else on my counter. So I don't have the little spinning rack because I already got... Uh, we already have two coffee pots, actually. We have the cake nice. cups and right. I know, right? We drink way too much coffee. Um, but, you know, it is kind of a hassle when I'm trying to figure, oh, where is that one flavor that I really want this morning or whatever? And if they were all divided, that would be great. And as well as that, well, if you opt not to do the measuring cup trick um, that I need to do that you just mentioned, Um that drawer is always a mess. I, I can't tell you how many times I've tried to buy stuff for that to divide like your measuring cups and your spatulas and it never works. I, I give yeah. up with, within like a month. I'm like, forget this divider. Kids, you need something for Barbie shoes or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you really have to. Um, the thing with organizing is it makes you so aware of everything that you have because everything has to have a home um, and a place because have you been watching the home edit at all? Oh, I haven't. Is that like oh, a it, or? it is so good. It's on Netflix and you need to watch it. It's all about organizing all different spaces. They do pantries all the time and it's just, it's so satisfying. But they give everything a home and then they tell you that you're not allowed to exceed that space. So you can't buy anything else. You can't, you have to get rid of every, like you have to purge first and then organize it, and then you can't buy anything else. Like, what is in its spot is what it is, and you can't add anything else. It's it's very enlightening. Oh, wow. So what is that show called again? The Home Edit. Home Edit. So so here's the thing. We need to, like, go to, um, you know, Deanna from Design This House, kind of learn how to purge, learn how to do all this stuff while we're watching this the show, and then – go to to your site and learn how to DIY with the shelves and the organizing <laughs> and everything like that. And then we'll be all set in, in the new year. We'll have all these new, like just resetting of the kitchen because I know in the new year, a lot of people think, oh, you know, I need new healthy habits. And often that revolves around the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it, we forget though that healthy habits also include all that purging and organization and everything like that, because that's going to internally make you feel so good. (laughs) Oh yeah. It is so satisfying to get everything cleaned and organized. And that's actually one of my favorite ways to kind of update your house on a budget is to just clear all of the clutter, clear off your countertops, clear off all of your, you know, all the excess that's everywhere and just give it all home, throw it away, whatever you need to do, but it'll just make it feel like a whole new space and you don't even have to spend any money. Oh, that's perfect. And then you can start looking around and seeing what pieces do I want to add in? And, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's making like your, oh, well, um, just thinking about clutter and maybe you can speak for a few minutes about that cool way to hide your TV. That <laughs> cool. Oh my gosh. I was so impressed with that. I was showing my husband and I'm like, we have to make this. Like I've always hated this big armoire that we have that has the TV, but we don't really want the TV just like hanging up in our living room. But I was, Oh yeah. So talk about that. It was like this cool like drawer, but your TV like folds into it. 
Yeah. So it's basically just a cabinet. It's really simple to build. Um, it's pretty much actually just a box. So it's, it's a very basic DIY project, despite what it seems, it seems like it'd be complicated, but it's not. Um, so yeah, it's just this cabinet. And then we put in a faux back and behind the faux back is the TV and there's a TV lift and you literally have a remote control or an app on your phone and you tell it to go up and down when you want it to. And otherwise the TV is nowhere to be seen. Um, and there's a little bit of extra storage in it too. It's, it's a really fun little, um, piece of furniture to add. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's so cool, you guys. You'll have to check out Zoe's Instagram. She has that posted on there. And just watching it, it's like, oh, wow, that is so cool. Like, you know, it just helps with that whole, like, when it's the TV's out of sight, out of mind. You know, it looks less cluttered. It just looks nicer. Um, maybe you aren't reaching to grab the remote as much type of thing. <laughs> it just just looks nice. But speaking of cabinets, because so that is one cabinet, but I did want to ask you, so we ask the expert here is what your thoughts were, because I know that you work with a lot of paint brands. And I've been looking around my kitchen and feeling that my cabinets are outdated. They're brown kind of that golden brown that was mm -hmm. popular, you know, probably still is, but, um, you know, but it, the weird thing is all the doors and trim in our house are white and we have a very open floor plan. And then you go into the kitchen and it's like all this brown. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm everyone used to have those oak cabinets. <laughs> yes. Those oak cabinets. But I've also like, is there a way to stain them white or is it going to look hideous because the grain is going to come through? No, there are definitely ways to um, paint it so that the grain doesn't come through. The key is that you really have to prep them well. Um, so you're going to want to use a degreaser and get them completely clean before you move on to any other step. And then you'll go ahead, sand the cabinet doors and the drawer fronts a little bit just to kind of get it ready um, to accept the paint and primer. And then you want to apply primer. Um, wait for it to dry, sand it one more time using 220 grit sandpaper, and then you can go ahead and paint it. And there are a ton of different paints that are designed specifically for cabinets. So you can definitely go that route, or you can go with like an all surface enamel paint. But yes, it is definitely a DIY project you can do. Um, it just takes a little bit of prep work to get it right. Mm, yeah. And imagine the kitchen would be a little messy for a while as you're taking cabinets in or out <laughs> or, or whatnot. But I'm just really, I'm sick of these brown cabinets and they're not looking the best either after, you know, 10 years of wear and tear on them. And even though we, you know, we polish them and do all that wood stuff to them that you're supposed to, well, again, not me. My husband. <laughs> <laughs> but who am I kidding? Um, you know, but, uh, yeah. Okay. So that's some good tips to know that it's doable. Cause I think like the research that Joe, my husband was doing, it was coming up with, honey, these aren't going to look good. And I'm like, well, there's gotta be a way people do this all the time. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like painting kitchen cabinets. So many people have tackled that project. Um, so there are definitely ways to do it. You just really need to invest in the right primers and paints. You don't want to skimp out and get the cheap paint. You want to go with the highest quality um, because it really does go a long way in covering up, you know, that wood grain and the imperfections and getting you a smooth finish. 
Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So right along with getting the right paints for a project, I know that you're big on like, you need to maybe have the right tools before you get started. And I think you have a great guide on that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because this could even be for somebody who has a DIYer in their life or knows somebody that um, is going to be DIYing or is going to be DIYing themselves that they could maybe give them a tool for Christmas as well to kind of lead them on their new path path of starting to create their home decor and accessories and furniture. So can you tell us like a little bit about uh, your guide on that? Yeah, definitely. So we have something called the essential tools checklist, and it kind of walks you through what tools you actually need to get started with DIY. Um, I mean, if you continue in DIY for years and years, then obviously you can end up with a whole garage full of tools. <laughs> but we break it down to the absolute essentials that you need to get by. Um, and we'll talk about, you know, what features to look for when you're actually deciding what tools to get, what brands to consider, all sorts of information you need, what the tools are actually used for. So it's all kind of encompassed in that essential tools checklist. Oh, and that'd be so perfect for people to go grab right now. It, you know, if this is something on your list to do right now, because it's the holidays and those things are on sale, these tools too. Yes. So price, you know, wouldn't be as much of an issue in your investment, especially now. And if you go by Zoe's list, then you'll get the exact tools to kind of kickstart your, your hobby, your, you know, new learning experience and actually do it too, which is cool. Like if you have the tools, then you're more likely you're going to do it and the right yes. tools. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. And whoa. everything is on sale right now. I just bought some new tools for myself. In fact. <laughs> oh, fun. So what'd you invest in? Um, I just got a new nail gun. Um, we already had one, but now that I've learned a little bit more about DIY, I realized that we had no idea what we were doing when we picked out our first one, and it makes more sense to get a more versatile option. So we're just kind of replacing that, but don't worry. We tell you the actual right one to get in the guide. <laughs> Not that, so you tell more about the one you just bought versus... <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fun. Cool. So say you already have the tools. You're like, I already, I already have the tools what else do you have? Like, but I just need to get started. Like what's that next step? Yeah. So a lot of people always say that it's difficult to find time to DIY. So my first tip is to just kind of go ahead and block it out in your calendar, block out 30 minutes or an hour, set that time on the calendar and commit to actually following through with it. And during that time, go ahead and start diving into projects. Um, because that's how you're going to learn. You're going to learn by actually doing it. Um, so you just gotta got to dive in and give it a shot. Ah, oh, perfect. Perfect. And so do you have any like um, hands-on type programs that you offer that kind of help people get out of that, you know, that hump? Because I always find it useful, like when, you know, I have somebody there to kind of guide me. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, so if you want a little bit of extra guidance and help walking, you know, you want somebody to walk you through those first few projects, I have a self-paced online course called I Made That. And it kind of takes you from DIY wannabe to fearless furniture builder in just four weeks. Mm. Um, and it's designed to feel like you're in the garage working right along with me. So we walk through how to actually use power tools, how to choose the right wood for your projects. And then we actually go through step-by-step step and complete four different projects. Um, and I'll teach you, you know, all, all the skills you need to know and all the tips and tricks along the way that you can use 
not only on those projects, but also on any other DIY project going forward. Oh, how fun. And now, so is this a, like an evergreen type of course that someone could go sign up and get today? I'm thinking like if they were like, okay, time to treat myself for the holidays, <laughs> or is it only like open certain times a year? Or? Yeah, so we open it twice a year and it's not currently open for enrollment, but you can go ahead and join the wait list at any time and we will let you know as soon as it does open. Um, and we're actually planning on launching kind of a modified version of it at the end of the year that's going to focus primarily just on the tools and how to use them. So if you want to, you know, get started and figure out how to get confident in your tools, but you're a little bit nervous to actually get started on the projects themselves, this would be a great option to kind of gain that confidence in those skills. Oh, I love that because yeah, that would, that sometimes I think is the big hiccup that, well, like you mentioned the time, but also the know-how, like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm just going to start using these power tools and mess everything up or, you know, it's going to be like a Chevy Chase moment where, you know, like any of the national opinions, he's having some type of trouble with a tool or something happening, but that doesn't have to be like that. Or maybe you even have a son, a daughter, you know, who's been wanting to, oh, I just want to make something I'm so bored. I've been stuck at home on, you know, Zoom classes, but you're a little nervous about them branching out to do something like this would also be a good present for them if they've been like, I really love to work with my hands and I want to do a project um, or even as a, you know, mom daughter thing or a son, son and dad thing. Um, I know. I know my son is constantly wanting to kind of learn how to use everything in the garage and we run out of stuff for like, okay, I don't know what else I need made, but you would be like a great resource to look, you know, look, okay, let's go to Zoe's site. Let's see what we can make. Let's learn how to use the tools. Let's learn how to actually build, you know, a cabinet correctly or, or something else um, that's useful for around our home. <laughs> Tell us, um, where all we can find all of your information so people know where to find all this. Yeah, so you can find me online pretty much anywhere um, at, at Crafted by the Hunts. And that's four words, Crafted by the Hunts. My last name is Hunt, and it's my blog with my husband. So that's where the name came from there. I know we laughed a little bit before we started the podcast just to tell our listeners here why why you specifically spelled that out is I was I was telling you I was like oh yeah I just put two and two together that your last name is Hunt and that makes sense I always thought crafted by the hunts meant that you were like on on the search for the next like cool thing to build yeah everyone always thinks it's some other double other meaning but just my last name nothing special <laughs> oh no very special and very special indeed you guys zoe is such an awesome person and you must follow her on social media too um she just shows the most spectacular projects that she's doing around her home and you know it's definitely inspiring like i mentioned i i'm not the biggest diyer um the kitchen is more my landscape but I feel inspired when I watch your things like, oh, I can make that. That looks really cool. So tell us where we can connect with you on social media. Yeah. So you can find us at, at Crafted by the Hunts on Instagram. Um, and then Pinterest, we also share all of our projects on there. 
Oh, cool. So we will link all of this in the show notes so people can follow you. They can learn more about how to dive into new projects, get the tool list and all that fun stuff. So Zoe, this has been so fun. I can't wait to go paint my cabinets now that I have these tips (laughs) and make some holiday chargers as well. Um, Yes. So many good projects coming up. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. That was such a fun episode with Zoe. I am so inspired to go and try out some of my husband's power tools to make some chargers to make the little Christmas trees she talked about. There were so many fun ideas on this episode, and I really hope it inspired you to maybe dive into that hobby that you've been wanting to try. You've been trying to figure out what you want to do with maybe some of this extra time you have right now on your hands. And why not try to learn how to make something? It's such a great accomplishment. Or even if it's just kind of using that tip on how to hang up your measuring cups or how to divide your utensils with dividers for the drawers. Anything that's going to make the kitchen more useful is definitely something up my alley. And I know that you're going to want to grab her free guides as well on selecting the right tools for the project. So I'm going to link all of that in the show notes, which you can find on our sponsored blog at badtothebull.com forward slash 15. Again, that's badtothebull.com forward slash 15. Go get the show notes. I can't wait to see what you're going to make for your home using the DIY tips from Zoe.